man. It's hotter here than a billy goat with a blowtorch. It's hotter here than a fire hydrant chasing a dog. It's hotter than donut grease at a fat man convention. It's hotter than a blister bug in a pepper patch. I'll tell you what it is, though. Speaking of hot, we have Geeky Gay and Mixed Minuses Adam Burns with us. It's Joe Batance. We're throwing down! Top of the show, my name's Joe Batanz, and I'm coming to you from Southern California, where it's hot as Satan's toenails. But over there from Arkansas, United States, where I'm sure the post office is running just fine, Mr. Adam Burns. Hello, Adam Burns. Do you have a... Hi, Joe. Do you have a... Uh... Uh, a list of expressions in front of you, like, pulled up? Nope. Do you have, a, like, a, a book... Like you know, propped up on a book stand over to the to the side, where you just page through. You kind of lick your finger and flip through the pages. Of... Nope, Adam Burns, no. you can see me on the computer. Did you see me looking at any list? Well, I can't tell. I do see you're going with a nice slicked back hair look. No, it's now. not. Everyone thinks that it's not. I'm gonna take my headphones off. It's my summer beanie because my hair is too crazy. Oh, okay, you are, but your hair is, no, you didn't hear that, but your hair is kind of brushed back. No, it's just because of the beanie. Hold on, let me, beanie. let me take it off, well, let me take it off, let me take it off. Okay, so he's taking it off right now, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he kind of brushed his hair back. He's saying it's not brushed back, but he he at least put his fingers through his hair and kind of swooshed it backwards so that he could get it in the beanie. Well, yeah, the beanie did it. I didn't do it. I, I had to get oh, okay. it in the beanie. The beanie did it. Okay. The beanie did it. Which is, uh, blame it on the bean, as they always say with the white people here. They're always blame it on the bean. That's what I'm doing. Blame it on the bean. No, it I, looks you know, like you're going... I know we're doing uh, COVID haircuts still in some places, meaning uh-huh. you, people aren't going to get their haircut because of COVID, but yeah. it looks like you're growing it out so that you can do a ponytail. I can. I do a ponytail at night. That, oh, okay. But like on yeah. Avatar The Last Airbender. I want to be... Yeah, it comes up with like a, like a the Japanese in the thing. in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Now, Adam Burns, you were asking about my Southern state phrases. I'm going to tell you, it's because I grew up in the South. Where did you grow up? Southern California. I don't think that counts. It counts as the South. I'm not sure that it counts as the actual South. You know that people think of when they think of the South. I mean, yes, it is. Technically, geographically, a southern area of the U.S., but it's mm-hmm. not. What, what's the word I want to? Uh, you know, culturally, it's not the cultural South. Do you consider yourself a southerner? Well, most people consider me a southerner, so well, yeah, you think, I suppose you, so. When you hear yourself talk, do you do you hear yourself with an accent? You don't, right? No, I, I don't really hear it. Um, and I've, I've discussed this before. Like yeah. I, I used to try not to have one as much. And then when I lived in other locations, like I lived when I lived in England or other places, my accent did get a little bit less strong. Mm-hmm. 
But after I moved to Dallas and then back to Arkansas, I think it's gotten stronger and stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I don't really I don't really hear it. I, mm-hmm. I do hear it when I will say this. I mean, yeah. I would say I have a medium strong Southern accent. I think mm-hmm. there are plenty of people out there that have a much stronger Southern accent than me. Your neighbors, and then, and then, yeah. I mean, well, I don't talk to my neighbors, but yeah, people that I talk to around here. A lot of them, I hear their Southern accent, so I assume it's stronger than mine. Or my mother, like my mother has a really strong Southern accent, you know, my brother. Um, So I don't think I have as strong of an accent as they do, but I do, I would say I'm kind of middle of the road. I don't know. I've never really asked people like, so how thick do you think my accent is, you know? Let me ask you a question. I want you to be honest here. I want you to be honest, okay? Yeah. Is when you are walking around, when you're not with Mark, okay, when you're just walking around living your life, or I don't know where this would happen, but there are people basically running to people that probably don't know you that well. Are they ever like, okay, now that it, now that just us white people are here, let's have a real, do you, like, do you ever get like any sort of like low key, uh, like, like now that it's just us white people here? Have you ever had those conversations in Arkansas? I don't, not really. I mean, I don't have any friends other than my online friends. I, I don't hang out with people in person. So, like, since I moved to Arkansas, the only people that I'm with is Mark and his friends or my family. And uh, I, I don't hang out with anyone else. So, I, you yeah, know, but I my guess friends my question is, like, when you're at, like, the gas station or you're at Hobby Lobby or Chick-fil-A. No, because I don't talk to people ever. Yeah. Like, I do not talk to people. I'm introverted. I don't talk to my neighbors. I try to, I close the garage door as soon as I pull in because I do not want anyone to say hi to me. Let me, I, let, let, wait, hold on for a second. I don't know how it is in Arkansas, but we have a pretty friendly neighborhood over here. I have never in my life gone in my garage and had someone run up because they well, need, no. that happens in Animal Crossing, right? <laughs> I'm trying to move yeah. flowers in Animal Crossing. Someone will be like, "Swanky, Swanky," that's what they call me. I swanky. Get, I get, I get anxiety and animal. I think Mike is right. I think I, Mike Lawson, by the way, that's who I'm speaking of. Um, he said I may want to look into social anxiety. I think as I've gotten older, I've really gotten more and more like socially anxious because mm-hmm. I really, even in Animal Crossing, when they come up to me. And they're waving and I'm trying to do something else. I, earlier today, and I know we don't, this is not an Animal Crossing show, but earlier today I was trying to catch butterflies and one of the little islanders was like running up to me, Adam, Adam, Adam. Yeah. And I'm like, ugh, I don't want to talk to you. I want to catch butterflies. Leave me alone. But anyway, yeah, I don't yeah, talk yeah. to people. So no, that has not happened to me because I don't talk to people. And also when I, uh, when I was more friendly, when I lived in Dallas and I had more gay friends that I actually hung out with, you know, I mean, it's a very diverse group of people. So it's not, it, it not, you know, gay people tend to not be racist or what or tend to be less so, I think. Well, I mean, uh, gay people tend to be more inclusive, right? Unless <laughs> what gay people do you know? <laughs> Well, I'm thinking of like, you know, the ones I hang out with now, like Daniel, I don't consider him to be racist. No, 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 no. But you're talking about people that you know, but I'm saying, uh, I've talked about this before, but I think the next big gay battle 
will not be against the straights, but against ourselves. In that there is a lot of races. There's a, for, for a community that prides itself on being like telling the heteronormative uh, world, treat us the same as you internally is very, very uh, ready to judge others within this community. If you don't meet a certain way that they, that the, that the hive mentality wants you to behave. And it could be a bunch of things. It's if you don't dress a certain way, I, I'll cut to that in a second. Wh- uh, uh, white gays are often very exclusive in fact, I just saw a very funny meme today. Um, do you know that meme? I don't have my phone on me. Do you know that meme of the jealous uh, girlfriend and the, the girls walking by and the guys looking back at her and the girls? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Someone, someone took that guy and they manipulated it so that he's all three people. Okay. Yeah. And then they put white gays. You know. <laughs> and so. And is that supposed to mean they're all alike? Oh or my god, girl. Okay, girl. <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's a regional thing. I don't know. Believe it or not, even though I live by West Hollywood, I don't know, but I can tell you my friend Jonathan lived in DC, who was a white gay, right? And he would say I mean, we assume he still is white. And I don't gay. know. I don't know. But RIP. And um when he lived in DC, he would sometimes or I'd see it on his social media or he'd send me a picture of him and his friends going to Rehoboth or something like that. I'm not fucking joking. I, I, I'm not friends with him anymore on social media, but Adam, it was crazy. It was like the Stepford Wives. It was, they all looked exactly alike. They were all dressed exactly alike. They were all, it was weird. They were all muscular with the same tank top, the same shorts, maybe some slight variations in color, but the same style, the same sandals, the same sunglasses. It was fucking freaky, right? And the other thing, too, is like, I hate to get into this, but, you know, I'm romantically involved with someone younger. Okay. But isn't that the story of your life? It is. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's not a shock to anyone. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, any any time you're in a relationship or any any sort of romantic, it's usually someone younger, a little bit twinky, you know. Are the story that I can't explain. Anyway, um, and you know, it's weird. A lot of the anger I get towards my my romantic involvement with Aiden is from other gay people who are like, "That's wrong," and I'm like, "Well, first of all, Aiden is in his twenties, right? Yeah, and uh, if he wants to date, some, he's it, it, he has agency, right? And um." And who are you? like? In other words, if you don't want straight judging your lifestyle, don't judge other unless unless they're like clearly breaking the law. It seem it does seem to me. I, I will say this: gay culture is very. Um, you need to fit into certain boxes. Yeah. So so like you know, there's the white, muscular, like perfect looking skin you know, perfectly quaffed hair, like all that, there's that. And then there's like the bear culture that's very, you know, oh, you've got to be hairy and a certain weight and wear certain types of clothing and, you know, fit into that. And then there's kind of like the leather culture and you've got to, you know, wear the certain things there and you've got to, 
you know, so they're even though like it's supposed to be very inclusive, you're supposed to fit into one of those kind of boxes. And if you don't, then, you know, because I don't feel like I fit it really into any of those. I don't know that I've ever fit into any of those. And so I do see that because, I mean, it's not like, well, I'm not ostracized or anything, no, but no, I, no. I don't. I don't fit into any of those, you know, what's stereotypes. Funny, what's funny is this, this is not by design. I mean, we just do a, a podcast together because we have to do podcasts, right? And I enjoy your company. But you and I, by coincidence, have both founded thriving gay communities, right? And what I'm yeah. trying to say is what's, and this again, not by design, both, even though you and I have sister organizations and they have very both very unique personalities. But what I'm saying is they are both and it's not to pat ourselves in the back, this is to prove my point, is they are both havens for everybody, not just gays and lesbians, but everybody yeah. who feels like they're other. Does that make sense? Like I don't yeah. have very many listeners that well, let me put it this way. Our active I have I don't know who everybody is who listens, but our actually to be honest with you, and I don't know if this guy's a Patreon supporter. And people are going to get mad when I say this because I don't follow anybody back on Instagram unless unless I've met you personally, unless I spent time with you personally, I do not follow you back. And it's just a rule I have. Right. But this fucking guy the other day, so fucking hot, followed me on Instagram. He liked to post on Instagram. And I thought that he followed yeah. me. Right. So what I did was like, well, why does he follow me? This is my personal Instagram. So I go on his, I go on his fault who he follows and he follows yeah. all the afterthought personalities, right? Um, well, to be fair, this is really, this is really bad on what a shallow faggot I am. He, he only follows Evan and Jay. Okay. And me, right? <laughs> so it's me because I'm the boss and then Evan and Jay because they were like the cute afterthought hosts, right? Right. This is, this is obviously before you came in, Adam. And this is why I don't think he's a Patreon supporter. But anyway, I followed him back. What a fucking shallow. I just talked about how fucking shallow the gays are. <laughs> and I am so such a goddamn shallow faggot. I really am. And I don't, you know, <clears throat> I don't like to follow cute people unless they're porn stars and I'm actually getting something out of it because I really hate or they like have OnlyFans accounts or something like that. Because what I really don't enjoy, so Mark follows all of these hottie, hottie, you know, I don't, they're probably not all gay, but I mean like hot guys who are, you know, insta famous, who, you know, they're posting all these shots and everything. And he scrolls through them. And I guess that's kind of like his porn. Like he yeah. loves to look at cute guys or whatever. Yeah. Me, this is just down to my own self worth issues, you mm -hmm. know? But if I was to do that and just scroll through pictures of like hot guys, all I'm thinking is he's so much cuter than me. Oh my God. He's got some, such a better body than me. Oh my God. He's so much cuter than me. Oh my God. He looks younger than me and he's older than me. Oh my God. Like that's what I'm thinking. I'm like getting this, you know, worse farther and further into this hole. So the only time I follow like cute people is if I'm actually a friend of theirs or they're like going to show some dick sucking or something because you know then i'm like you know i'm getting something out of that but that's just me i'm i'm neurotic <laughs> what can i say <laughs> i was gonna say back to what your other thing that you were saying 
uh, earlier, uh, you know, all those, you were saying the gays who have to, they dress perfect and all this kind of stuff. And I've said this before and I've never done it. I feel like I don't have good fashion sense at all. And I mean, you know, I was raised in Arkansas. So, I mean, you know, I have, I'm a little bit handicapped in the, uh, fashion sense, you know, because I mean, the, the standard fashion for someone in Arkansas is basically what I wear a polo shirt and a backwards baseball cap. You know, that's basically it. But, uh, I really want, you know, I feel like as a gay man, I should be better at fashion. And the other day we went out and I wasn't even trying to be fashionable. Like Mark was doing laundry and I didn't have much to wear because I've gained weight and I don't fit into anything. And it's not, I'm not saying I'm like hugely obese or anything, but I have a certain size of clothing. And when I gain weight, I can't fit into any of it. So I have a few things that fit me. He was doing laundry. So I just put on like a crappy pair of like sweat shorts. And I had a, I have this Hawaiian looking um, sure. And then I got, oh. huh? Boyfriend? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I have this Hawaiian looking shirt that uh, <laughs> I bought. I bought now, in my defense, mm-hmm. I bought it at a young ish, you know, happening sort of place like H&M or I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Not the gaps, not popular anymore, but somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those beachy young kind of places. So I thought, oh, this is, you know, this isn't a bad shirt or whatever, but I don't do well in flip-flops. Uh, I don't, I will trip. I just, you know, I cannot wear flip-flops, thongs, whatever you want to call them. So I wore tennis shoes and I don't like to wear shoes without socks. I think it feels gross. I don't like, my toes feel sweaty. Like I don't like it. So I wore shoes with socks, with shorts, whatever. And Mark says, that is like the most dad outfit I think I've seen. <laughs> and I didn't think anything of it. I was just, we were just going to like Walmart. I fit right in at Walmart. I could, I could have been one of the people. And I was like, Oh God, I feel so depressed. I can't put a, I can't put an outfit together. Not that I was really trying. I really want to just join one of those, you know, stitch fixed or something. One of those box clubs where you just say, give me stylish stuff. I'll pay you. Just send me stuff that'll look good on me yeah. and be stylish. That's it. Thank you. I would love for them to do like a, a sequel to Inside Out, the Pixar movie, but it's in your head. <laughs> what? I mean, people have these. I think. Okay. Joe, I know you're very interested in my... I know one of the reasons you enjoy hanging out with me is you're fascinated by my brain. Like, how I think. But I think... I think like a lot of people think, they just don't say it out loud. Mm-hmm. I think that's the difference. I, I, I think I just say what I'm thinking and a lot of people just keep those things. You know, they're embarrassed by their thoughts yeah. and they keep them in. Well, we have a, a handful of listeners listening live if you feel like Adam does, if, if you're in the same thought process, throw some hearts <laughs> in the chat room. Uh, D Tanner had hearted 15 minutes ago or something like that. But so anything after D Tanner, uh, if you, if you think you're like in, you're in line with Adam's way of thinking about yourself, throw some hearts in the chat room. Which anyway. one I've thrown, I've thrown out so many things on this one episode. This, I, you know, I said, you know, I feel like I don't dress well. I need to join one of those. I was saying that I never follow cute guys because it makes me feel bad about myself. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
I mean, I guess all of these thoughts that I've thrown out are kind of skewing in the same direction, probably. It's just but, weird to me because, and I get, and look, you have your experience, and that's your thing. And and I'm going to talk. Uh, Luke Stamen agrees with you. Uh, you know, you're, and I'm going to talk about. Oh, and Devin McKay, you see, you're getting, you're getting some hearts thrown your way. There's, you know, there's a delay. Oh, look, you're getting hearts, Adam. People are agreeing with you. You know, but uh, it's it, so hard to be a gay man as well. It is. It is. There's so much difficult. to live up to. Well, I. What's funny is. You know what's so funny? It's so funny that you say that, Adam, actually. I'm going to keep this music going for me. I wasn't even, this wasn't even a story I was going to tell on the air, right? But, you know, Aiden, for, for, without being too effusive, is just, right now we're in a, let me put it this way. If people have followed the, the Aiden drama and stuff like that. Right now he and I are in a really good place. You know, it's just things are really good. Okay. I wish they could say like this throughout the pandemic because the decision we've made is we're not going to call ourselves back together until we're able to freely travel and be with each other and all that. Cause you know, he's in Seattle. I'm here. So right now we're calling this, and this is actually a a term Mike Lawson coined, but we're, we're um, adopting it is we're just essentially flirty pen pals. Okay. But we, and we were on our last, break right do you write each other like dirty messages and then no you know no jack off to the messages that you're writing no. or anything like that no in fact we no. never even okay. write anything we never write anything to each other we're, so it's well you said write each other flirty messages That's no what, no i said we're flirty we should change float flirty phone pals okay we're floaty flirty phone pals so are you naked during these phone conversations sometimes i am huh anyway so what's funny is when we were on a break Okay, in the winter, he went on a skiing trip with his family, and he went on Grinder. Now, this is a story he's told me. That could During be COVID? No, this is in January. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he went on a skiing trip with his family, and he hooked up with a guy. Now, maybe he's hooked up with other people. He's just telling me about this guy in particular, right? And I knew about this, but I never asked details, right? But yesterday we were talking about it, and so I poked around for details. Now, by the way, Aiden's always telling me how attracted he is to me, and he's into me, and yada yada yada. So he's very good in that regard, right? But I go, oh, so who? I feel like I, I feel like I know what you're gonna say because I feel like you and I have had a conversation off air where you've told me something similar. But I'm not gonna say anything. I'm gonna let you say it. Okay, come on. And then I'm gonna figure I'm, out if if I'm right. Okay. So I say to him, I go, uh, oh, so who was this guy? And he was like, ugh, I hate him. I don't like him. I never want to see him again. It was a horrible one-night stand, yada, 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 right? But in telling me about him, he's like, ugh, he's annoying. He's like a he's like a famous snowboarder. And I was just like, ugh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, Did you say, what does he look like? No, no, I didn't. No. <laughs> no. no. But I, it's because no. I'm trying to evolve because I wanted to. I wanted to, because but I knew ultimately it would make me feel worse about myself. You and I had a you and I had a conversation. Yeah. And I if you don't want this on the air, you can it's not bad. I'll edit I mean, it out. Yeah, you can edit it out. But you said Aiden is always describing these. He's like telling me he's so oh, into me. Oh my yeah, God, yeah. Joe, I'm so into you. And then <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and then we're talking about some guy that yeah. he's really into. Yeah. yeah. And it's someone totally opposite from me. Yeah. You're, you're like, you know, oh, he's got, 
you know, six pack abs and mm-hmm. muscles. I don't know if this was the exact, mm-hmm. you know, description, but I mean, like, you know, he's 18. He's, you know, all these things that are, you know, and you're like, he's saying that he's so into me. And yet everyone else that he describes is opposite me. You know, he's not funny at all. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, I know. I don't understand it. Like there's often where, because I think Aiden is so fucking cute. Like so cute, right? And uh I'm like, why why is this guy so into me? I don't understand. Like he really is. At least if he's pretending, I don't know what he's getting out of it. I don't know. I don't buy him anything, you know? But we all okay. So there is a there's a biological and you can you can watch scientific shows on this. You know, there is a biological sort of in our brain. There is something that goes towards symmetrical eyes and like there are all these mathematical, you know, equations that you can do about proportions and all that kind of stuff. But honestly, you know, so some of that is just kind of built in like your brain looks for a certain things or whatever. But I think that everybody has a- attractiveness, no matter what their shape, what their size, whether they're muscular or skinny. I think there's attractiveness in everybody. And I think that we all have different types of attractiveness that we're drawn to. And so I think it's, you know, I think that when I see people together, I try to think, you know what, they, they are attracted to each other. And, you know, this guy sees something in this other guy. So I try not to ever even categorize people as not being attractive, at least when I'm, you know, internally, when I'm thinking about it, I mean, I'm not saying I'm a perfect person and like, I never look at someone and go, Ugh, you know, how to, or whatever, but, but I try not to, because there are so many instances where you can look and you see everyone has these different people that they're attracted to. Sure. There's that cookie cutter look that may have a larger percentage, but anyway, so, I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a, uh, abnormality that he's you know first of all i i do not think that you're unattractive or ugly or any of those negative things that you may think about yourself but i you know i don't think it's uh unusual that he would be attracted well i think you and i are very similar is that now unlike you i don't want to i don't want to go back in time i don't have a desire to go back in time but i I do want to be huh i don't either well, you're always talking about like, I wish I was, if I was 25 years old again, oh. I just want, I just want to be attractive for, you know, the 28 years I've been alive, you know? No, but what, but what I say is more, yeah. no, no, no. What I say, oh yeah, <laughs> I wasn't even listening to you. Yeah. I was already thinking of my next thought. <laughs> What's so funny? But no, uh, that you're 25 years, you're not 25 years old, Joe. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, to break that to you, you're, no, I'm 28. In your 40s. I said, um, shh, so, shh. shh. He doesn't know that. <laughs> um, what I've said in the past is I've been so low self-esteem my entire life. Mm-hmm. And when I look back at pictures, I think, oh, my God, I wish I looked like I did then. Mm-hmm. Now. And why was I so down on myself, you know, 15 years ago or, you know, whatever it was. And I'm assuming that when I'm 60 – I'll probably be saying, oh, my God, why was I so down on myself when I was 40? You know, I looked good for 40 or whatever. You know, I assume. So what I've said is I wish I could get to a point where I'm happy with how I look at that age. Mm -hmm. Instead of looking back later and realizing after the fact, you know, that I was attractive. 
Yeah. It's kind of what I've said. Uh, okay. Well, let's, this is a good uh, midpoint here. Why don't we go into our next segment, which is where, where can I find it? Where is it? Oh, here it is. The cooking part of the show. I don't have a name for it. I, you know. I think you just do this because you want to call me out. No, because I, I have a story too. <laughs> now, Adam, you told me something right before the show started. What happened? What, what, how did the chicken adobo? We were supposed to make chicken <sighs> adobo, and you have a Filipino boyfriend. Yeah. You know? Um, what happened is I've really fallen off the wagon. So the first week I thought, oh, I've got two whole weeks before the next episode. You know, I'll make sure I buy the right ingredients when I go to the grocery store next time, and I'll do it as I always do. I'm a procrastinator. And I'm like, oh, I'll do it the next week. And this last week, I have just fallen off the wagon. We've gotten fast food almost every night. And uh, it's my fault because I just don't feel like cooking when I get finished with work and all that. And I love fast food. So although I did make a really good steak in the sous vide this week, that was like the one thing that I cooked this week. Um, but um, the other problem was I bought chicken on Sunday because it was a chicken adobo. I believe. Was it pork? I was I was thinking it was chicken. It was chicken. It was chicken. Okay. Yeah. So I bought chicken on Sunday. Then I realized on Wednesday that that chicken expired on Sunday. Oh. The day that – and I never do that. Like I never – I always look at the date when I'm buying meat and I try to get the one that's like the furthest away from the day that I'm buying it. Mm-hmm. So I threw it in the freezer really fast because I was like, well, maybe it's still good, but I need to freeze it like now. Mm-hmm. But then after I freeze meat, it is almost impossible to get myself to cook it because then you have to thaw it. You have to plan ahead. So that was another reason. I mean, I have found, though, that um, like the steak that I did this week, uh, I... Did I had put that in the freezer because it was about to expire, and I, I I vacuum sealed it individually and put it in the freezer. And I found that if I do that and then I sous vide it, it makes it really simple because you just add an extra hour to whatever your sous vide time is. You throw it in your sous vide, and you don't have to worry about thawing it out beforehand or anything like that. You just put your frozen thing in the sous vide, you know, bath. And then, you know, I cooked it for like four hours at 131, 132 degrees. And I know this is not the chicken adobo we were supposed to make, but it was really good. Um, I took it out, seared it really fast in the pan, and then added butter and click, ace it. Really good. Really good. But chicken adobo, I couldn't put in the sous vide, I felt. Well, you know, so I had this frozen. No, you just made me realize you totally could. If you look at the cooking instructions, if you vacuum seal it with the marinade and then just drop it in the sous vide, because they just basically have you ba- um, uh, raise it in a Dutch oven, and if you put it, if you just make it in the sous vide for however many hours chicken thighs cook for, uh, I bet you then you just take it out and then you sear it in the broiler like the end of the recipe does. I bet you you would you would achieve the same effect. I think I might try that. But anyway, let me tell you what happened to me. So I did have chick- I did buy chicken thighs. They weren't expired. They were about to expire though, like in two days. And I looked at the ingredient list, right? Um, and uh, I was like, oh my gosh, I have 
all these ingredients already except for the coconut milk. Okay? We're making a chicken adobo, by the way. And I need coconut milk. So on the day of, because they said put it in a Ziploc bag to marinate for like 3 to 24 hours, right? So the day before, I was like, at night, I was like, all right, let's do this. So I put in, and I was like, oh, wow, I only have, like, the rice vinegar. I literally used up all the rice vinegar that I had. And it calls for, like, a quarter cup of soy sauce. I was like, wow, I really cut into the soy sauce here, right, that I have. Like, I used up most of the ingredients. I'd gone to get coconut milk, but I used up most of the ingredients. And I put in the Ziploc bag. And I think I needed, like, I don't know what I went to the garage. I went to the garage to grab something, okay? And the Ziploc bag was very safe in a bowl. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. Adam, I come in from the garage. And I hear a noise. I don't know what that noise is. And I look. And the bowl is tipped over. The bag, open bag of all the marinade is just spilled everywhere, all over the floor, all over the counter. Yeah. It smells like rice vinegar and coconut milk and soy sauce. And there's yeah. this garlic cloves thrown everywhere. And I'd used up most of my ingredients. Even though I had them on, I'd used up most of them. And and I this was Tuesday, and I had a really shitty Tuesday that we'll get back to we'll get to in a second. And I was like, fuck it. <laughs> I did something else with the grilled I did something else with the chicken thighs. And I was like, fuck it. That I'm would not. be the that would be the point where I would have gone to Whataburger. Yeah. I'd be like, you no, know what? No, no. Screw it. I cleaned it up. Time. Well, you know, and I've promoted this cookbook on my Discord and stuff like that. I, I have a great cookbook called the big flavor grill and it's really just about eat grilling made really easy but it's so good it's from former editors at uh, america's test kitchen it, every recipe has been a home run right so they have a chicken thigh one so i just whipped it they have this amazing like um mustard um it's just it's really only a few ingredients like ground mustard balsamic vinegar and mar- fresh marjoram i have a marjoram plant and you just whip that together and you put the, it's whatever, it's good. So I just did that with the chicken thighs, it was super easy. But uh, yeah, I had put all, all, everything just spilled all over the floor. It was another, just a shitty end to my shitty Tuesday. Now, someone in the chat room, Luke Stamen in the chat room, Adam, had a question for you. He says, Adam, what are some of your favorite fast food places? Well, I answered it in the chat room. Oh, why don't you talk about, well, not everyone's in the chat room, Adam. <laughs> Um, well, my favorite all time uh, is so. First of all, I love a cheeseburger and French fries. So just about anywhere where I can get a cheeseburger and French fries, I'm gonna enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I don't like Burger King because I don't like that nasty smoky flavor that they have. They call it a smoky flavor, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say, and they say it's real, like it's not fake. But to me, their burgers taste like they took a bath in that fake liquid smoke shit. Well, liquid smoke is real. Um, Go ahead. Uh, yeah, it is, but uh, it has a chemically taste. I don't know, but you know, anyway. So, uh, okay. huh? It's not a chemical, but okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't like the flavor of yeah, their yeah, burgers. Yeah, I get but it. In, I get it. Yeah. Um, just about any other burger, but uh, I love Whataburger. I I like. Um, In and Out was okay if I didn't get lettuce on it. Ah, uh, don't get me. Um, I don't want to do and, the In and Out uh, fight again. <laughs> Um, five guys. Um, I didn't, these are some that I didn't even put in the chat room. I like Smashburger, or uh, is it Smashburger? 
Shake Shack? Shake Shack. Shake Shack I like. Um, I also like Chick-fil-A, which is very controversial in the gay in the gay community. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll leave it at that. Um, they have really good service and their chicken is fantastic, but you know, whatever. Um, they're so happy. Uh, I like if I'm doing Chinese, we do Panda Express a lot, but that's just because that's what we've got. And then I do like I like to order um, Denny's to go. And I really like the and I don't that may or may not be considered fast food, but I mean they have a burger with an egg, with hash browns and an egg on it, the slam burger or something. It's so it's what I had last night. So good, so good. Did uh did, how about afterwards? Did Mark get a slam burger? He had a bacon avocado burger. No, 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 no. You know what I mean? After oh. after dinner? Did he? <laughs> no, it wasn't. Burger? It wasn't our scheduled time. It was it wasn't our scheduled time. When was so. the last time you gave it hard to him up the butt? He's not a bot. Never. You've never done it? No, he's not a bottom at all. You've never done it? No. Okay. When was the last time he slammed you really hard up the butt? Uh, four years ago. We don't. I don't bottom either. So. <laughs> Have I not said before, Joe, I don't care for anal sex. I like oral sex. I don't, I don't care for anal sex. I don't do that with anyone. Maddie and I, I mean, very sexual people. Like we did not have I'm anal not judging. sex. I'm not judging. Well, that face that you made. I didn't make a Any of my boyfriends, my first boyfriend, we never had anal sex. We were together for like four years. We never, not what once. The, what about you and the midget? No, oral sex. When he, I, I don't when, like when, anal sex. When he was blowing you, did he have to get on his knees? I don't remember. We had sex on the bed, I think. Anyway, I probably blowed him, though, because I you like blowed him. Him. Blowed. I don't have an Arkansas <laughs> accent there, Joe. I just blowed him. Why does every, We're in the cooking segment. Why does everything go to sex with you? You're so dirty. Have you been to any Pride 48 show? Have I been to any Pride 48s? Yeah. Okay, by, by the way, yeah. I've been but, to every uh, no, Pride 48. No, on you? a Pride 48 show, network show, everything just goes oh. to sex immediately. One. Two, I was going to say, in this Vegas, Adam's like, I'm real self-conscious about my body. I don't think I yeah. see, I think I see Adam naked more than I see him with clothes on at this Pride 48 every time I've been. Uh, Not anymore. You haven't been to the recent ones. I mean, I, now that I've gained a little bit of weight, I keep all of my clothes on. So... Extra clothes. There's other things I want to say, but I can't because Adam's a, a committed woman. But, uh, <clears throat> oh, Adam Extra clothes. Yeah. This is the cooking segment, Joe. Just a reminder. Uh, the chat room is talking about things that I won't mention. Uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, Tra- Travi had a chicken biscuit from Chick-fil-A, and it was amazing. So juicy and flavorful. I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I've talked about yeah. this before. I don't know who gets mad. I've been to this Chick-fil-A. I'm going to tell you something. For being, uh, for the founder of being a hateful son of a bitch. Yeah. You know, they're the ones of all the fast food places I've been to. They have the, the I don't know how they do it in Arkansas, but out here in Southern California. They're... The way they're handling the COVID stuff makes me feel safer than at any other fast food place. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also all the boys they – I don't want to say boys because that sounds dirty. But all the guys that they hire, 
they seem like they're gay boys in training. I mean, mostly. I don't know what you have in your area, but I mean, these all look like gay boys that they're hiring. And they're you, very nice. Do you ever take uh, Mark to Chick Filipino? Are you talking about um, Jollibee? Do they have Jollibee out there? Not here, but anytime we go anywhere that has Jollibee, he wants to eat it. And I don't really understand because I don't find it all that great. I mean, it's okay, but he loves it. But I guess it's kind of like me and Whataburger. Like, I love Whataburger, and he doesn't really understand why I love it Mm -hmm. so much. So it's kind of similar. Like, anytime we go somewhere with the Jollibee, he has to eat there. Mm -hmm. Um, And he loves it. I I think it's okay. Mm -hmm. But... Again, you know. What's funny is they're all over the place here. I've never eaten a one. Anyway. The, yeah. The point I was getting at is, what were we talking about? How did we get on this? They asked. Oh, we Chick-fil- were just talking Chick-fil-A. About, yeah, I Chick-fil-A. said I ate a bunch of fast food this they, week. They do a great job with this COVID. Like, you show up. They don't. They, they show you the menu with their hand. They take your order right there. The person. They don't. You don't talk to the drive-thru. And they have a mask. And then when you go, at least the one that I have. They've done something to the drive through windows where they've put a big shelf in front of the window. This is the one over here, right? Yeah. And then the person is much farther away from you than usual. And then they go, are you Joe? And I go, yeah. And then they have a stick and they push a big tray out with your food <laughs> on it. And then you t- you don't have that? that? That sounds comical to me. I mean, they're like six feet away and they're like yes. pushing a tray yes. with a stick. Yes. You know, at some point, somebody touched that food. I mean, somebody had to make the food, right? So I mean, no, but but going based on the science, they're they're not. They're, it's not a food based. It, it, you, you can't really get the disease from food. It's from breathing the air. So if you're six feet away and they're pushing it towards you, yeah. No, they. I mean, they. So at mine, they they've actually gotten rid of the drive-through window and put a door. I mean, there is a drive-through window, but they've like, I don't know how they, I can't really describe it, but it's like a drive-through window that the bottom half of it also is on a hinge and opens up. Uh And so it's like a door. And now they don't, you don't drive up to the window. They like come out, they have a table set up there where they arrange the orders because they do so much curbside as well. They will hand, but they put them on a tray so they don't hold the bag. It's on a tray. They yeah. they take the tray and, and hold the tray up and you get your stuff off of the tray. So Mine, they do they, that. They have a stick and they push it out. So Luke in the chat room is talking. He didn't. He says he doesn't understand the hype on Raising Cane's. I love the Raising Cane's sauce and that's why I really like Raising Cane's. And I think their chicken is really juicy. But people are right who say the chicken doesn't have a lot of flavor because they really depend on the sauce. To add the flavor. So if you don't like that type of sauce, because it's kind of a horseradishy kind of, I mean, it's not horseradish, but it's kind of a, that kind of a similar taste. I mean, it's not horseradish, but it's got that similar kind of spicy, kind of tangy mm-hmm. sort of. So if you don't like that kind of stuff, then you wouldn't like it. But if you like it, it's really good on the chicken. So that's why I like it. But. All right. Can we get out of the cooking segment now, Adam? We can. We can. All right. Let's get out of the cooking segment. Now, Adam, uh, do you have any other stories you want to share with all your fans here at Afterthought Media? Well, not a story, but I did want to get your opinion on something. Sure. And this might be – I just feel like you will have the most balanced opinion of this. Sure. Everyone knows. They call me – in fact, my nickname in high school was Joe Balance. 
Joe Belites. I do feel like um, you and Daniel both have very balanced opinions. Whereas everyone you don't knows Daniel. You. Daniel is uh, very moderate in his opinions. <laughs> well, or maybe you guys both agree with me more often than other people. So I'm, you know, that I'm happy to get opinions from you. That's probably mm-hmm. why. Mm-hmm. So, have you been following this uh, Bon Appetit? Oh yeah, I know all stuff. about this drama. Yeah, sure do. Okay. So what I what I want your I don't want to say too much because I'm a white privileged male yeah. who doesn't really have much room to speak. Well, Adam, but, Adam, Adam, just so you know, I don't know if you know this. I only let white males listen to Afterthought Media stuff. You have to be a white <laughs> male. Like, no, look in the chat room. Oh, how do you filter that out? Luke. So, um, so I don't want to say too much. Sure. But what I want to get your opinion on is they so Condé Nast came out. Um, they they gave a st- statement of some sort where they said that they had done a study and internally and they did not feel that their rates that they were giving um, the various people who worked in the test kitchen were at all based on race. And they also thought that they were based on SAG-AFTRA and all of the other like daily rates of actors and people who are appearing on video that they were fair um, based on, you know, all the, you know, research that they had done. And I'm not, I'm not saying that Condé Nast is a wonderful company or that they're in the right, but that is the statement that they've put out. And then the other side of me is thinking, well, um, in the movie industry world. Wait, hold on for a second. Before you say anything, why don't you explain to everyone what you're talking about? Okay. Okay. I will. So Bon Appetit has this really popular, their magazine was, I I feel like I'm Donald Trump failing magazine, failing magazine, (laughs) you know, um, but they, you know, the magazine was people don't read magazines anymore. So they have another branch of Bon Appetit or Condé Nast owns Bon Appetit, the magazine, and they have another branch that does video and they have a test kitchen where they test the recipes that are going to go in the magazine. But over the past, I don't know, three or four years, They've had some people get really popular on YouTube on their YouTube channel. So somebody found a picture of their editor. And I mean, granted, their editor, their former editor was like a wealthy white boy, privileged, you know, whatever. I mean, he was. He still is, I'm sure. Um, they found some picture of him where he had done brownface. And so all this racism stuff. And then one of their um, people of color, uh, uh, spoke up and said that she was just placed in front of the camera as kind of a diverse, a diversity play. She wasn't even hired as a video person and that she wasn't getting paid for those or at least very low. And so then all this stuff came out about how they were paying white people more than they were paying their, the people of color. So they stopped doing videos a couple of months ago completely. And uh, because they've been in all these negotiations and all the white, folks who were um, making videos in solidarity with the people of color said, we're not going to make any more videos until Condé Nast gives them fair contracts, the, the people of color fair contracts. So now like six different ones have quit the mm-hmm. video completely in the past, like two weeks. So for, as far as I know, it's like Priya, Sola, Rick, uh, Gabby, uh, I think Molly left, even though she's Molly out of solid. And then who's the sixth one? Uh, Carla. Oh, Carla left. 
well, she's still going to do the print magazine, but she's yeah, not going to do a lot the of them. I think the only one who's left left is Priya. Yeah. Everyone is so with the print. Oh, we wow. haven't heard anything from Claire, who's their most popular. Yeah. And Claire never was employed. I mean, she had already quit Bon Appetit a long time ago. Yeah. They paid her a contractor she, rate to come back in and yes, do exactly whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't know about Claire and we don't know about Brad, who's like the other popular one. And we don't know about Chris Morocco anyway. So, but my, what I want to get your opinion on is what I can't wrap my head around uh, on all of this is, you know, I feel like if, if like if you're in the movie industry or or anything, you get paid based on your popularity mm-hmm. and how famous and how much of a draw you will be to bring people in to watch that movie. If you're Brad Pitt, you're getting this big, huge paycheck mm-hmm. because people are going to see Brad Pitt and they're going to go, oh, my God, I want to go see that movie or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Tom Cruise. Denzel Washington. I mean, you know, I mean, well, whoever, you know, these you big just, names. I, think, I feel like you're just saying names now. Yeah, but anyway, so. Morgan Fairchild. I I feel like, um, I feel like were they paying people because of color or were they paying people because they were the more popular ones that had the larger views of their videos? You know, based on like, okay, uh, you know, Gourmet Makes with Claire gets millions of views. So, yeah, Claire may be in more videos in a year because they know her videos get a bunch of views and she may get paid a little bit more or I don't know, maybe a lot more. So my question to you is, yeah. what is your opinion? Because I am I have no room to have an opinion, uh, you know, as a as a white guy no, anyway. You, you can have an opinion. All right. But but I mean, I want to know what your opinion is. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you. What's so funny is, and this happens off the air, is I would say what you're talking about right now is about 40% of everything Taylor and I talk about privately on the phone. So Taylor and I have covered this in in depth, okay? And um, I think I'm close to agreement with you, which is, and this has includes a lot of the white people too. This includes Molly and uh Carla and whatnot. Because to me, the only person who is super popular is Claire. Okay? Oh yeah. Claire, Claire like sure. Claire, okay, so for those of you who don't know, Claire is a chef on a series that they have called Gourmet Makes, where she tries to recreate uh some sort of a snack food or fast food. Okay. And that that series gets Million, I mean, it's bigger than most TV shows. It gets like millions and millions and millions of views. Okay. I'm trying to find because, well, let me see if I can just find it on a search. I'm trying to find, cause I want to look at the actual numbers and give them to people. So, bon appetit. Okay. Ah, uh, there it is. Okay. So, and what's funny is because, you know, I work in this field now. I happen to know that sort of the bent, I don't know if it works for YouTube, but for podcasting, when advertisers look at your numbers, they're not going to look at an episode that just downloaded. They're going to look at one a month old. A month is sort of the benchmark for your number of downloads. Okay. Uh, cause they realize people don't always just download it right away. Right. Know. Right. So, uh, so, so we have, we actually have good because they haven't published anything in two months. We have a good idea of what they're getting and what videos are popular and what aren't. And so I'm looking at it right now. And if you look at, you see Claire's in this one. 
But anything that Claire is has like there's the most recent one is a boxed brownies one. Claire's in it. They have her on the cover. If Claire's in it, they're going to have her on the cover. FYI. Cause she's yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that was two months ago. It looks like she made all of them in one day because she's wearing the same thing in all these in all these videos. But that has 2.8 million views. Okay. But let's look at one with like, you know, okay, that's here's, low for, that's yeah, low well, for a Claire video. No, but even. no, but hold on. Her, uh, yeah, cause the, the last, um, the Choco Taco one, that only has 2.5 million. But when you look at, oh, no, no, that must be a, a bonus or something. Was it in two parts or something? Because they have Choco Taco twice. Anyway. The first, the earlier Choco Taco one has 4.3 million views. Okay. And I even think that's kind of, that seems to be about where she's going. But then if you look at anything with like, okay, look at this. Here is Claire. She has a show called where she cooks with a a person and she's with uh, a person who I think is famous. He dates a former student of mine named Troy Savon. That only, you mean Carla? Yeah, Carla. I'm sorry. Carla's with Troy Savon here. And it only has 812,000 views. Brad is on this one. You see, Brad doesn't get as many. Brad makes this. He has a million views. Um, Chris Morocco gets a bunch. Um, yeah, Pastry Chef make that's Claire makes uh, gourmet tater tots. 3.7 million views. But then they have right next to it, Carla makes cheesy broccoli delight. 745,000 views. Right. Which, um, again, as someone who had a, a video that went viral, I know that – and I think the pay rates have even gone down on YouTube since I went viral on that one video. But I made – I'm not ashamed to say it. I made $2,000 for 1.3 million views, okay? So 700 and some odd thousand, about half of that, they only made like a 1,000 or so in ad revenue from that. And then they had to make it. They had a cost, they had a cost to make it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot of these, they seem to average about a million and a half if it doesn't have, well, even if Claire, if it's, you know what, to be honest with you, the star might actually be gourmet makes because here's a Claire makes three kinds of homemade pasta and it has 1.5 million views. So the food ones just get less in general, unless it's gourmet. Yeah, mix. but I would say the ones with Claire yes. tend to get more. Yes. yes. Um, not maybe not a huge amount more, but I, I do think she and Brad, even though maybe he doesn't get as many, but um, I think she and Brad are are are, are popular. Uh, no, and also Chris on. Morocco. Here's a gourmet makes with, without Claire. Or maybe they, they, well, no, she's in it because they, it's just she's not in the, she's not in the. They they did an April Fool's thing yeah. where somebody did it for her. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, but like if it's not Claire, for the most part, they don't get as many views. So, and I know Claire's already an independent contractor. She doesn't right. really technically work for Bon Appetit anymore, so she's going to have her own deal. Um, do I? St- but the problem is, I guess the comparison is is like. Really is how much are they making compared to Molly? That's the question. Like, what is Carla making? What is Molly making? You know, in comparison to... See, here's the deal. And I'm going to say this out loud. I never liked Priya. I hate Priya. I'm glad she's gone. Okay? You know what Mark doesn't like about Priya? What? That her dad was in all her videos once she went home. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's no. like, why the hell am I seeing Priya's dad again? Yes. I don't care. No, about Priya's dad. no. Her mom and dad, 
from the at home videos, they were <laughs> photobombing like every fucking one. I even told Taylor, I go, now that Priya's gone, what are her mom and dad gonna do? You know? I know. Um they would be all the mom would be super dolled up like she went to the beauty salon that day and everything. It's like uh, Betty Batance and all your stories. No, she doesn't want to be in that. My, my mom doesn't want to be on camera on on audio at well. all. I tried. Anyway, uh, the other thing too is um, is so I I don't know what those comparisons are, but I liked Sola very much. My thing with Priya was every, she said that they were trying to force her to make Indian food, and I was telling uh Taylor go that's not fucking true. They would do like. Uh, you know, 10 chefs make tacos and everybody would try to make tacos. And, and then Priya would be, I take non bread and I put t- chicken tandoori in there. Taco. <laughs> Maybe they told her to do that though. They, no. I mean, they could have. They didn't do that to anybody else. I don't know. So, but anyway, but the other thing, so, but aren't you, it wouldn't it be though mm-hmm. that you would make money based on the number of views you're getting generally. I mean, yes. in in that world, if you are a person who's attracting a lot of so Sola for instance, maybe they, you know, and maybe they were wrong. Maybe they were like, "Hey, we're sticking Sola in the background cuz she's a person of color and we need diversity." Maybe then that would have been wrong. I mean, for them to do that and not pay her and all that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's shitty and they shouldn't have done that. However, I do think that maybe Sola would have come up because I think Sola was becoming very yes, popular. She was. So I think just as a natural course of how things work, I think mm-hmm. she would have started to make more as maybe they gave her her own show and she, yes. you know, people started, yes. you know, having a, you know, I think it just takes time for yes. people to become a personality and people to really like them and, you know, whatever. And, uh, and, you know, the, uh, they had mentioned in some of the contract negotiations that they were only being promised like 10, like Rick, I think was saying he was only being promised like 10 appearances a year, mm-hmm. um, in video or something. And well, he let's thought be that honest. wasn't enough. Rick is a very good chef. His tamales are, that I made are fucking amazing. He's amazing. I, like everything I've made from Rick has been amazing. He's boring personality on camera. He is. He's, he's, he's really boring on camera. He's really boring. Because even the other chefs at BA bow down to him, you know, uh, if you've ever seen, they they totally respect Rick, but I think he's a boring personality. But Sola, you're right, especially after all this controversy, if she would have come back, I think she would have been a huge star. Maybe not Claire and Brad, but she would have been like the Molly, Chris, Carla level. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, do, I want her- them to pay equitably, but I feel like in that industry, it's more about – how much are you bringing in? And I don't really think – I really have trouble thinking that someone in in the higher-up said, oh, this is a person of color. We're going to pay them less. Yeah, but Adam, you know what's so funny? If you're talking about the Hollywood thing. I see it all the fucking time. And you know John oh, – I don't want to say anything. Well, somebody, John Paul, as I say, is constantly telling me stories like that. You hear it all the time. It is shocking the stories I hear, it's shocking the stories that I've witnessed of people who are completely oblivious. It's just But you're right. You're right. We don't know what Molly makes. If Molly was making a lot more yeah. than some of the people of color, she's not popular. Well, I, I mean that, Molly's I think, you know. Yeah, Sola, I think they said three hundred dollars a video. Three hundred dollars? How much does Molly how much did Molly I make? I don't know. I don't know. But Sola they offered her three hundred dollars for a video. That's that's those videos you can tell take time. They're at least a couple days. Yeah, I would. If it was three hundred dollars a day. I'd be like, oh, that's very good. You know. So well, I mean, like you were just looking at Carla, and Carla was getting like, 
you know, 700,000 views, which you said might have been a thousand dollars. Yeah. That they made. So, um, so, you know, $300 for a video that where they made a thousand, you know, yeah. is not necessarily bad, you know, for, for, let's well, say for Carla. The tricky thing though is I bet you it all gets lumped in together. That's the problem is that it's not per video with Bon Appetit. I bet you with their advertisers, it's, um, a lump. You get this, look at all these views you're getting, and then it's the same advertisers across. The, so they realize they're getting a steal for Claire, but they're also paying for Sola's, you know, 500,000 views or something. Um, anyway, no. so, so I, I know I've, I've belabored this, but I, I just wanted to get a second no, opinion. So, look, and like I said, I want people to be treated fairly, and I don't want to, as a white person who's probably oblivious to all this, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to, be a racist here. I mean, I, you know, I just don't, I don't want to be. Um, so that's why I want to get, you know, a person of color. Yeah. I don't, to, I don't uh, imagine. I mean, the, 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 the real question is what did they offer Molly and Carla? That is the question. What did they offer Mar- Molly and Carla? Not Claire and Brad. Cause they're, they're bigger stars. Even Chris is a bigger star than they are. I would compare myself. Uh, would you, what's the name of the hot one? The Middle East. Andy. 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 I think, yeah, I think even he's pretty popular cause he's hot. Um, but uh, he has no personality. No, but he's so almost hot. none. He's so hot, and don't ever tell t- Taylor. Mean, will, Taylor will cut you. Taylor's like in <laughs> love with him. Andy, I mean, he's hot, so I will watch his videos because mm-hmm. he's hot. Yeah, but he is so boring, uh, so boring. I mean, you might as well just turn the audio off and just watch his muscles. Yeah, I mean, the, and his face, his perfect That's what skin, I do, actually. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I we're 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 running long, so I'll make this really short. And I didn't want to get super involved in this, but I, I had a question. Just how you had a question for me, kind of the person of color. I had a question for you as a fellow podcaster who. Often well, and you're a Hollywood type. I'm a know? Hollywood type, yeah, yeah. But also, um, uh, as a person who deals with you know like the RC Martinez thing or whatever. Actually, RC Martinez that drama from Pride Forty Eight. For those of you who don't know. Adam said he ate at Chick-fil-A and R.C. Martinez lost his fucking goddamn mind and the end. That's all we can say about it. And yeah, but uh, on Tuesday, I'm not going to get super into it. Uh, I woke up in the morning because what I want to talk about actually has nothing to do with it. Well, it does, but you'll see. Tuesday morning, I woke up and a Patreon supporter just wrote me this really just angry message on Discord. She was upset about something. Who cares about that, right? But it affected me so much throughout the day. Like, my stomach, I don't know, how, how does that kind of stuff affect you? Like, and I'm, I'm still paying the price. You know, my back is in shambles because essentially what happens is when I get stressed like that, my, I can almost feel it. My entire, all my muscular structure tenses up, you know, like just, yeah. just like a knot. And then immediately almost, well, what comes first is the stomach problems because the, the muscles probably squeeze like, like wringing a dish towel all the stomach acid just get dumped into my stomach and just burns a hole on the inside. Right. And so that whole day and the next day too, I was just, my stomach was fucked up. Right. But also since I think that night, I think my back tightened up. I already kind of have a little minor back issues. And I think most of it's related to my weight, but also like um, minor back issues, but it just fucking just the knot. And now it has to untangle that knot. But man, it, how do you deal with that stress? I'm still, I mean, I'm still, even though I'm over the emotional and all that part, 
it's the fucking just stress, the the post traumatic stress, if you will. How do you deal with it? What do you do? Uh, well, I don't know if I have physical, like uh, anything physical from that. I, I do. It depresses me. Yeah. So I will get, you know, I will get very just emotionally kind of down, but mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, I've never noticed like necessarily physical symptoms of that, except when I get stressed, I, I'll get headaches. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so I, I, you know, in that sense, I just try to stop thinking about it. I mean, but like I said, I've I've not gotten back or stomach issues oh, yeah. from that. But what I'll do is if I'm really in a bad mood and someone has really hurt my feelings, mm-hmm. probably go get Whataburger. You know, I mean, that usually that usually makes me feel better. <laughs> the problem is on an emotional sense and an emotional level, I'm completely over it. Right. But. It's just my body is my body doesn't recover as easily, you know. Uh, so and I'll I'll obsess about things. Oh, so yeah. like I'll you know my five day a week podcast that I do, I probably will talk about it, uh, you know, incessantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know about how my feelings were so hurt and you know whatever and every other show that I do. Um, but you know I deal with I probably just deal with that a lot though because I, I think I you know I have a tendency to get my feelings hurt. Um. Fairly easily. Yeah, so. but I guess they don't manifest themselves physically with you. Yeah. Whereas with me, they do. All right. Well, I guess I'll just have to talk to someone who's a therapist. Taylor, get ready for a phone call. No, <laughs> no, it's a sorry for Taylor. I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to bother Taylor with that. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll talk to my real therapist at BetterHelp. Uh, if you use the offer code Drag Race at BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race, uh, you, you know, we actually do have BetterHelp ads. And I actually had to tell them my ad agency. Can you, t- I already have a therapist, but I said, I think I'm going to need to use better help because I'm running out of things to talk about it. Cause they, I have to do an ad every, about every month I have to do a new ad, you know, yeah. and it's the same and you have to do personal experience in it. And it's the same, let, you know, they never hear it in the audience. So let me, let me see if I have, oh yeah, I have it right here. Here's the most recent one from, from a couple of days ago. I'm telling you, everyone is the same thing. Sorry to all these Patreon people who are paying, but now you're getting a. No, I'm only going to play. I'm only going to play a little bit, so you hear the same fucking shit over and over again. Here we go. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Our world has changed so much. Here in the U.S., we're in the middle of an important election. Some are anxious about catching the disease. Some just feel trapped in their small apartments and need to get out. With everything okay, going on now, me. it can be very stressful out there. On top of that, you're probably unable to talk to a mental health professional because of local ordinances. That's why I'm a big fan of BetterHelp, and I've been talking about it on all my podcasts. BetterHelp yeah, is the largest online but, counseling platform. There's the part where I have to give personal experience. Here comes It'll assess your needs and match you with After your own this. life. And I just have to talk. In fact, you can start communicating in under 48 hours. With a therapist, let me tell you. Here it is, right here. A few things have happened over the past week where I just really realized the. Re- uh, this is the part where I'm like, "What am I going to talk about?" Relationship between my brain, my emotions, and my gut. Okay. Oh yeah, because this this had just happened. You're like, you're like, how many times can I talk about Aiden in an ad? Yeah. Uh, no, this is where I'm talking about what happened in the ad. I used it in the ad. Okay. I feel things in my gut. If I get stressed out, um, my muscles tighten up so oh, much. I didn't, I didn't, I don't just said that. I'm so tense that my, well, everyone knows I'm being honest in these ads. The acids get squeezed out and my gut. 
Did I just? I swear to you, I forgot that I said that. And then my stomach the clenches, thing. and ugh, it's awful. And then in my back, I get back problems. And when I'm what am I? I? I didn't realize I was spilling my guts out on the ad. Stressed. I'm one of these people too, by the way. When I'm in the moment, I don't have a problem. It's after when everything's done. I don't know if you're like this. That's when I get the stomach problems. Once I, once I, I swear I should have just played this during this. All right. So you know what? In in any of those ads, do you go? And why does Aiden actually find me attractive? I don't, I, I just don't know. Like we're, we're talking every night and I, and he's like having one night stands with these, you know, snowboarding champions. And yeah. here I am over here in California. Like these are things that I talk to with my, uh, talk about with my yeah. better help yeah. therapist. You know, it's so funny is you're, I should do that on my next one. Cause you, <laughs> you just gave me idea. I, you just gave me an idea of something to talk about. Uh, yeah. uh. All right, Adam, what I, do you, you got going on? I, I want to – one more thing. I know yeah. you're about to close. Okay. Um, but I'll say I love therapy and I mm-hmm. you know, and I used to do it all the time. I used to have a you know, a therapist that I would go to all the time and I, mm-hmm. I haven't in a long time. And now I'm not getting started back into it because I think there would be so many things that I would want to talk about. I don't know what to start with. So I've thought of several times about getting a new therapist, but I'm like I don't know where I would start. Do you pay for your you therapist know. out of pocket? I uh, know. I mean, I, I have insurance that would cover. I, I may have a copay or something, but yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Cause you know, better helps affordable than most uh, regular out of pocket uh, therapists. Uh-huh. You can communicate with them under 48 hours. Anyway, uh, Adam, why don't you give your famous catchphrase? I love black people. All right. Very good. Thank you for listening to throwing down with Adam and Joe. Follow Adam Burns on Twitter at GeekyGayTV. You can also email Adam Burns at adamburns.uk at gmail.com or visit his website at geekygay.com. You can follow Joe Batance on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batance. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Throwing Down is an Afterthought Media podcast.